Answer your phone. It's your fiance. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's, it's fine. It's a better rhyme than uh, KMFT. <laughs> Karen fucking Taylor. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Karen fucking Karen fucking Karen, Karen motherfucking yeah. Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> must be stopped. Karen motherfucking Taylor must be stopped. <laughs> Welcome to Brose. This is March. <laughs> what? My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros and Rosé. Uh, on an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And on an audio feed reporting live from one shining moment, it's Tim Hansen. From where? <laughs> one shining moment. Uh, the only thing I could think of was the uh, the theming around uh, the March Madness tournament that did not happen this year. Um, but uh, March Ma- this is March for for the March Madness national the basketball tournament, and then of course one shining moment by uh, Luther Vandross. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah, lost it on me. But hi, <laughs> hi, I'm here. It's a super corny song that moment. they play at the end of the tournament, uh, where it's like all the kids like crying because they lost. Uh, or like they cut down the nets and everything. They have this really like sh- schlocky, uh, like schmaltzy song playing over it. Never mind. Uh, what's going on, everyone? Hey, you know. Yeah, uh, we're doing it. It's uh, we're it's doing third. it live. It's episode ninety nine. Double yeah, nines right man. now. Yeah, this is this is a huge, huge show upcoming for us not this one don't listen to this one right now ignore the next probably hour and a half yep <laughs> <laughs> once again we started recording at 7 7 15 we'll put it uh <laughs> i think we started like getting everybody on board and uh due to a combination of uh technical issues and our own verbosity uh we're here at 11 <laughs> o'clock Still with another show to record. I don't know how we keep doing this. Good news: there's only eight questions this session. Only nice. eight. Or, yeah, Let's burn them. Yep, fly through them. So here's the deal: this is the Brose podcast, everyone. This is this is this is, this is the the sh- the sitch, as it were, as uh, as the late great Kim Possible once said. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming Kim Possible's dead now. I don't know. Um, Jesus. But uh, <laughs> um, so as she said, this is the sitch. We're the Brose podcast. We answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything. And we do it while enjoying a delicious glass of rose. If you have a question you'd like us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Um, if you want to listen to our previous 98 episodes of Brose, uh, and then some, uh, you can go back and listen to it anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. Who wants to talk about the wine they're drinking right now? Me, 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 me. Are you saying that as a a wishful thing? Because you're not drinking any wine, correct? But that's why I wanted to get it out of the way because it's weird. Go for it. What are you drinking or not drinking tonight? I'm not drinking wine because of mysterious health problems. Oh, by the way, Matt, that means now we've all had mysterious health problems except for you. So you're next. Oh jeez. Sean and Rich with their weird stomach things. 
first of all, I would as- I would assume that having the recessive gene for albinism counts as its own nope. uh, category of illness. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, uh, so so I am not drinking alcohol. I'm drinking clear splash, tangerine lime, sparkling water beverage. Uh, it's fine. It's helping me not drink soda, and it's uh, it's delicious. Tasty. I'm very non-alcoholic. Sean, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking uh, Domaine de Fonsent, Gris Degree, a 2019 wine. Uh, it is very good. Uh, it's pretty dry. It tastes like underripe fruit, you know, when you have like a strawberry that's not super sweet. It's like adult sweet. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're 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 beyond. You can't have like a super ripe strawberry. You're like, wow, this is so sweet, but like a little bit underripe. It tastes like nice. Has that freshness. That's mm-hmm. what this wine tastes like. A plus. This is the best wine I've had this year. Unfortunately, I know exactly what you're talking about, which <laughs> shows our age. Uh, uh, Rich, what are you drinking? Oh, I I I'm actually not drinking anything. I drank all of my wine and water. Uh, but I was drinking uh, Le Delphin's uh, Côte de Rhone. Um, mm-hmm. It was a good um, uh, a dry wine. It was more something to sip because at one point I tried to take a big gulp and it kind of I, I didn't really like it too much. It's more of a sipping wine, I guess you could say, uh, if that's even a thing. Uh, but I liked it. Check it. Check it out. It's got this cool uh, carnival type label on it. I am drinking Artea, uh, Mediterranean uh, product of France rosé. Uh, that's about as all I'm, I'm going to give this one. It is it is okay. Uh, it's <laughs> it's ten to twelve dollars. It is perfectly acceptable, but it is not stand out enough for me, good or bad, to to warrant any further discussion. Rich, yes. What's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing all right, man. I'm doing I'm doing all right. You got some questions for us, correct? Yeah, yeah. My the, the first question I was going to ask you if you want me to. Is uh, mm. what are you most excited about right now? Hmm, most excited for right now. Well, uh, the uh, <laughs> it'll be several weeks ago from when we record this, but from the from from when this comes out. But by the time we're recording this, within the next twenty four hours, will be our annual shorts party. We're doing it on Zoom, and so big shout out to everybody who's helping make that party happen, including Sean, Mary, Tim, Martha, and everybody who's planning on attending, who did attend now since we're doing some time traveling. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, it'll be good to, good to see everybody's faces again. Yeah. Uh, get some shenanigans going. So I'll say I'm looking forward to that. I, I, I can't wait to see everyone's uh, crazy jorts that they might come up with. I didn't have a chance to go to the thrift store to get a jean jacket, so I don't have any uh, jeans to be worn above the waist at the moment. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, this you can you can get some creativity. How about you take an old pair of jeans and make like a like a tricorn hat out of it, like a fucking pirate, <laughs> yeah, denim pirate. I if I have an old pair of jeans, I might try to do something, but I don't actually often wear jeans. They're generally like khakis, mm-hmm. so I don't have like any any quote spares. What are you looking forward to then, Rich? Um. I guess right now, although I hear the buzz is like kind of 50-50, the Marvel Avengers game I've plugged the past two weeks. Uh, it comes out in September. I have yet to play it right now, and I am, I- I'm pumped for it. But like my excitement has dropped because there's like some 
mixed reviews about it right now based on like the betas and stuff mm-hmm. but it's just it's it is basically marvel destiny and I, I it sounds super awesome Ooh, that sounds like fun Dude, mm-hmm. check out all the videos and like i said uh uh open beta for ps4 is next week download it and try to play it okay tim what are you looking forward to the most in the next couple of weeks uh jorts tomorrow because i miss all uh all the lovely faces of the friends that i don't Hell get to yeah. see um uh, and waking up without a headache at some point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hopefully by the time this one comes out you'll have uh found a, a resolution to that yeah. I at least have so. found at least have found a reason for it because mm-hmm. from and a similar experience having a problem that you don't know the cause for is almost as, it's just so frustrating. It's so it's, it is, it's the worst. It's almost worse than the discomfort that you're feeling all the time. Yeah. Like just not fucking knowing it's so it's maddening. Yeah. Pretty much the only thing I know is uh, my optic nerve apparently looks great. According to the eye doctor I went to. <laughs> uh, it's so high quality optic nerve. You, Totes. Tim, you've got some beautiful eyes. What, oh, thanks, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> Often said, like with the defining characteristic, optic nerves. Totes. <laughs> like a prominent, prominent chin, strong chin, great optic nerves. Yeah, and he, he had me like come. It's uh, one of the doctors Martha works with. He's like, ah, just come around the corner. Let, let me show you like what you're actually I'm actually looking at. And that was kind of cool. Okay. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you want you want the back of your eye to look like an any belly button. I'm like, what? And then he shows me. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> wow. If I've it's an Audi belly button, there's something pressing on your optic nerve. It's probably a tumor. Tumor. <clears throat> Got it. But at this point, it is not a tumor. As far as I know. <laughs> if it is, it's not pressing on my optic nerve. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. Fucking pristine optic nerves. Um, Sean, what are you looking forward to in the next couple of weeks? That's that's a that's a hard question. I am right now, I'm looking forward to George's. Of mm. course. Shorts, shorts, um, shorts, 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 shorts. I, <laughs> I have a, I have, so candidly, I have a meeting with my psychiatrist that I'm very much looking forward to, uh, because, uh, the meds that I'm taking right now, it's not that they're not working; they're just, it's been so rough, you know. Can't, uh, quarantine has been a fucking nightmare. So like it's so trying to figure like having gotten to the point where I know I have a I have a problem that I can fix and just kind of, you know, tweaking what I'm putting into my body to fix everything. So I'm looking forward to getting everything like working Bounce out because I know it can work. And so we just have to figure out the right cocktail. And so it's it's nice, you know, similar to Tim, where you have this problem that you're like, why is something wrong all the time? Having a possible solution is very comforting. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, that's pretty much it. It's just jorts and uh, feeling better most of the time. Yeah. That's a good <laughs> one, though. It's a good, it's a good one, though. Like, like to, to know that you're, you're doing something to address it or that you're mm-hmm. on your way to addressing in some way what, what's going on with your life is, is, is reassuring. It's like, this is, yeah. this is it. Oh, I'm, also, I'm also looking forward to going on vacation with my family. And taking a taking a full week off and just not worrying about anything, mm-hmm. we're still going to be you know 
socially distant and quarantining, but at least we're not going to have to worry about work. Maybe we'll be down the shore and have some nice, a little change of scenery will be good for us. Put some physical distance between, uh, like even if you're just staying inside or, or being relatively inside, putting mm-hmm. some physical distance between you and the rest of life is pretty good. Exactly. And it's so, it's so hard in this to have that distinction between work and home since we work in the same place. And so getting out of your house for an amount of time safely is I think really important. So I'm looking forward to that. Anything else you guys are looking forward to upcoming? Uh, um, potentially having an extra day off a week for the rest of the year. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, mega, we just, mega vacation. So, so it, I got laid off in April and they cashed me out for all my PTO time that I accrued that I hadn't used. And then when they brought me back in, they gave me all the time that I would have accrued from that point on, plus what they cashed me out. So I have That's seven. Boring. So I have seventeen days PTO to use, seventeen and a half days PTO to use from here till the end of the year. And There's a bunch of four day weeks to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they turned around and told us today that they're not going to allow us to cash or carry. So. We got to use them or lose them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, it seems like that makes sense, though, if they already cashed you out for what you had, that they don't yeah. want to cash you out two times. I mean, it's it stinks, but yeah. I guess it makes sense. Like, I, I don't blame them for it. I'm more surprised that they're not allowing like a uh, extended carry offer or something like that mm. rather than like, I don't blame them for not doing cash out, but I'm like, couldn't you just like let us carry over yeah. a couple that extra be, days that, instead? That, that would be nice. There is a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I mean, yeah. uh, if you're not taking a day this week, that leaves you with uh, 19 weeks left of the year to use those 17 and a half days. <laughs> Pretty you much. Take, out the, fe- take out the weeks they have federal holidays, and suddenly you're looking take, at it. You take out. No, take advantage of those. It's just like, oh, three day weekend, four day weekend. Well, it's or take that, out like five day weekend. Uh, Thanksgiving, we should have all Thanksgiving and Black Friday, so. Have a five-day weekend right there if I want to. And then you take off that Monday, six-day weekend. There you go. (laughs) And say, like, Rich, why'd you do that? You're out of vacation time now. You had so much, and you took a (laughs) six-day weekend for some reason. Listen, it was worth it. (laughs) Uh, What do we got next? Rich, what's our next question? Next question. uh, If you had to marry a fictional character, who would it be? Creed. Oh, sorry. Fictional (laughs) character. Okay. (laughs) You had to marry a fictional character, who would it be? CMFT. <laughs> he is. Corey motherfucking Taylor is really a fictional character. <laughs> Jesus, who thought that was a good idea? It's all a facade. Um, it's all a facade. Uh, so, fictional character, who would you marry? Mm, I don't know. <sighs> so, my... When I was a teenager uh, and 20s, I had a crush on a character in Naruto named Hinata. And I kind of was would have always had like sort of a crush on her. So I'm like, if I could marry anyone, it'd be her. Okay. She's like, she's this cute, shy girl that's like always very timid. And I, don't, I just always found her adorable that like, yeah, sure. I'd marry her. I'd love to. <laughs> all right cute shy stacked <laughs> there it is <laughs> uh, <laughs> i didn't say it <laughs> <laughs> sure you, you, not not literally rich but i mean come on <laughs> no. um all right 
So let's see. I don't, boy, I don't know. I, I don't know if I would, what fictional character I would marry. Um, I'd have to go like really off the grid. I genuinely can't think of anyone. Um, I, yeah, I, as, as far as like marriage, hmm. like for a fictional character, this is, uh, I'm just gonna keep repeating it until like something manifests <laughs> itself in my brain. Like, so, fiction, like, keep like, acting incredulous. Like, uh, my God, a, a fictional, fictional a, my, a pretend my, so, person? like, it doesn't, so they don't, like, they're not real. They're <laughs> real. A character like, that never existed in this world. Real. Like, whole cloth spun out of someone's head. Um, <laughs> like, my any character gosh. that's fictional. And then I come out and be like, uh, Elaine Bennis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't, I, I don't know. Um, Anybody else have something coming to mind? So I was going to say Leslie Nope, but I think she's so, she's like too wild to me. She's too much. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Ben Wyatt. (laughs) Not a bad bet. You know what? That's a great choice. It's, I think he'd be a great a great husband for me. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you two would get along so well. Well, that's the thing. It's like you you look at Leslie, who's this incredibly high strung person, and Ben is the counter to that. And so I think that personality, the Ben personality, is very counter to. It, it's the it's the yin to my yang, yang, whatever. I don't want it. That's whatever. Yeah, you're good. Into, into your yang. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Understood. So, um, yeah, yeah, we're going to go with Ben Wyatt. <laughs> ben Wyatt, your ideal uh, fictional spouse. Yep. Um. So, Matt, fictional character. Who so, would you marry? So, here's the thing. Like, about fictional characters is, like, <laughs> they don't exist. <laughs> so, they're not even real. They're not even real. So, you know, boy, that's that's a tough starting point in and of itself. Um, and then you have to consider the fact that they're they're fictional, so they're based on <laughs> Tim. What, what would you pick? <laughs> I don't know, because like I don't want to pick uh, pick a fictional character from a show because that's a real person playing mm-hmm. a character. So I feel like that's cheating because uh, they physically exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, most of the books I read are from male perspectives, and the female characters are. Not very fleshed out. <laughs> well, what, yeah. what what about the male characters that you read about? Would any of them be a suitable partner towards you? Uh, nope. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm gonna go with Yoko from Gurren Lagan because I got a thing for redheads, and she's stacked and into guns. <laughs> Which we're just gonna go to the range all the time. <laughs> so Matt, a fictional, <laughs> a fictional <laughs> person out of so, someone's brain popped yeah. this person. So someone created this 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 character, <laughs> they, and now I'm gonna marry I, a real human being. I'm going to marry them. They they, they put <laughs> on a piece of paper this character who is not mm. someone that existed in this real world. No, no. Uh, another it's plane Ms. of Piggy. existence entirely. It's not Miss Piggy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the worst possible selection. Uh, you know what? The, um, what? Um, I, <laughs> I will say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to say Princess Bubblegum from Adventure Time. Hell yeah. Uh, okay. You know, she's, she's a sweetie. 
Well, see, yes, I'm thinking like I'm running through all like the 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 like the you mentioned uh female like like in book character like like fictional characters in books, Tim, who also don't exist because they're fiction. But uh, <laughs> but like the one the book that I just finished, which is really really good, is called Deep State, uh, and the main character is this this character named Dagmar Shaw, and she's a very interesting character, and she's also a complete fucking train wreck, uh, and. <laughs> Like, nah, not nah, bad news bears. So interesting as a character, not interesting as a suitable partner. Uh, I'm going to go with Princess Bubblegum because she's fucking in charge of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, she uh, is not perfect by any means, but uh, but she's in charge of shit. She's a scientist like my wife is. Um, and she has a very serious job, much like my wife, um, but also says stuff like this thing's totally algebraic. Uh, <laughs> so, which is also very in Duh. line with, uh, with, with my, my real life spouse. So, uh, I will pick the fictional character who doesn't exist that most closely resembles my actual spouse. <laughs> um, it's totally, totally about allowed. it. That's, that's totally about allowed. it. Yeah. Which is good because they don't exist. Uh, <laughs> and anything else matt on marrying fictional characters uh it's impossible because they're not real okay mm-hmm. uh, uh so matt will question? never have a waifu <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> no uh, stay away from me with that kind of terminology <laughs> St- miss me with that okay here's um, the here's the thing that happened I'm, I, I need i need to get this off my the, so they changed so um, CCD when we were kids. That's what it was. Catholic. I don't, I don't know. I didn't go. But so CCD was what we were when we were kids. If you were, if you didn't go to Catholic school and you had to get the sacraments, you would go to CCD. They changed that to EFF, which is Elementary Faith Formation. They've changed it again to YFF. Ooh. And I can't not think of YIF. If that's bad when i whenever i hear it and i so mary kept saying yff and i'm like it sounds like yif i know this is something i don't like but i don't remember what it is As so say, I, I'm, I'm gonna bite what is yif so, <laughs> so i i don't know what it is either so i was like but it was like it was something in my brain somewhere you know what i mean it was just like somewhere in my brain I'm like what's yif so yif is basically erotic material for furries you know so, <laughs> and it was one of those things when I was like, I know YFF is something, and I don't, I don't like it. And I looked it up, and I'm like, fuck my brain. Like, why is this? The internet has ruined us. <laughs> it it truly enriched, has. It has enriched our minds with with garbage from the internet. Well, it's also, it's also it's also it's also given me like a, like a five percent uh, xenophobic attitude towards like any Japanese word. Because I just assume because of gamer culture that like if I hear a Japanese word and people say it over and over, again, I'm like, oh, no, this is probably like some <laughs> horrific, like deviant. Yeah, like, just hor- the hor- odds horrible are good. stuff like I, if I like the thing that if I Google it, I end up on an FBI watch list kind of thing. So it's like it, but it could just be like sushi. And I'd be like, whoa, sushi. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Onigiri. What the fuck? Jesus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. uh. Yeah, very. <laughs> Who's a tempora? Who's a tempora? This <laughs> um, <laughs> so made me very nervous. Um, yep. What What is our next question, Rich? Uh, next question is: How was your bedroom decorated as a kid, and how is it decorated now? Oh. Uh, there was a, a creepy clown picture that hung over my bed that I never knew where it came from. And <laughs> no, 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 Tim, kids, kids, <laughs> no, uh, your kids' bedroom. Oh my! 
Yeah, no, that was. I know. Oh, it's, ha, it's, ha. Sorry, yeah. I pulled a Vince. It's fine. Um, it's fine. It's late. Uh, and it like I don't know why it was over my bed. I didn't put it there. It just ended up there at some point, and it was terrifying. And I haven't seen it since I was like twelve or thirteen, so I don't know what happened to it. Uh, current bedroom. Uh, there, uh, Martha has some religious stuff posted up. That that yeah. I I don't decorate. I don't care. <laughs> My, my childhood bedroom, so it changed a couple of times. So my brother and I shared a room when we were younger. Um, and then um, eventually when uh, when I turned 25, we finally got different rooms. But um, <laughs> but uh, I think when I had my own room, uh, boy, it was painted blue. Uh, I remember that was something I was very invested in as a kid was having a blue room because blue boys. Huh? And um, uh, I, I want to say, you know what I had? I had I, I was subscribed to Sports Illustrated for kids. When I was a kid, um, and again, stopped that subscription when I was twenty-five. So, uh, so I they they had a pull-out poster of different athletes. So I remember distinctly that I had one of Kevin Garnett uh, when I was younger uh, over my bed. Even though Kevin Garnett never played for the Sixers or anything like that, it was just a fucking sweet photo uh, of him throwing down an awesome dunk. So I had that one on my in my room, um, and I had a lava lamp. Uh, and a boombox. Uh, and boy, did I fucking rock out with that boombox. Uh, and oh boy, what, else, what decorations were there? I think that was about it as far as decorations. I don't know if I had much more stuff hanging on the walls, uh, but I distinctly remember those Sports Illustrated for Kids uh, posters for sure. Um, and <laughs> I distinctly remember the lava lamp because I got that the same year for Christmas that I got uh, the Pulse uh, techno CD compilation of like, you know, two unlimited, get ready for this, uh, Utah <laughs> Saints, Tektronic, like all like the 80s, 90s uh, trance music. So I think I probably scared my parents when I would like be laying in my room with a lava lamp going, listening to fucking techno music all night. <laughs> See on like, LSD? We really fucked up raising this one. Uh, <laughs> but that was my memory of, of the way my room was decorated. And now? Oh, it's all the same shit. Um, same, Kevin, <laughs> same Kevin Garnett. Fo- uh, now, I what do we have? We have a mirror over our dresser. We have a cross. We have um, there is a like diorama style uh, decoration for our for our wedding over our headboard. <sighs> Boy, I mean, it was literally just down there twenty five minutes ago, so I should remember. <laughs> but I think that's I, I think it's about we all we have as far as decorations. On top of the um, on top of the mirror, we have um, several photos uh, and little trinkets and everything like that. So some of them are of me and Jenna, some are of Jenna and her her best friend Chelsea. Um, I think I think that's all we have as far as like hanging decorations in the room, and we have a, a lamp that changes colors uh, that I got for Jenna a couple years ago. It's supposed to connect to a lamp that her her mother has at her house, and basically the way it's supposed to work is you touch the lamp and it turns a color, and it turns the other person's lamp color uh, the same color, so that you know you're thinking of them. So like you turn your your lamp on and it turns blue, uh, it'll turn the other person's lamp on blue in the other house, so that's like oh you're thinking of them. It's like a friendship lamp. Um, but we can't get it to work. Uh, so, so it's just a blue lamp that's sitting in our, uh, cause we can't, for, for whatever reason, we can't get it to connect to, uh, to my mother-in-law's house. So we just have a blue lamp sitting in our house. Nice. But it's cool. Uh, Sean, what about your childhood room? Uh, my childhood room was a mess. Uh, <laughs> I didn't like, it was just, I, th- I think it was tan. I want to say 
It was a tan color. My mom painted a painting that was just shapes because she like was in a Target, I think, and saw one of those paintings that's just a decorative painting that's just shapes. And she's like, I can fucking do that. And she did. Uh, so she put it. So there's a painting of just shapes on my wall. There was a um, just a shelf with stuff on it. I was very at when I was a kid, I was very into small wheat, like little trinkets so i'd like be like a rock i found one time and like a little tiny stuffed animal that i got in like a claw machine so it was just like a bunch of garbage all around my room and now it's less garbage so i've kind (laughs) of like uh, kind of uh parsed down all of the things i'm sentimental about to be a little bit more you know what I do have? I have a um, a giant flask that I think I got from Tim in a, Is I it think like it was in a white elephant. Big? Yeah, it's like this big and it says drink up, bitches. I have one. Yeah, I have that was that. definitely white elephant. I love <laughs> yeah. that one. I have that in my, that's in my room right now. I have a, it's on the shelf with like all my video games and stuff. I have a bunch of books, but it's Mary is in charge of, uh, Mary has a has a vision when it comes to design that I do not have. Like if it was up to me, it would just shit would be everywhere and I wouldn't really care. But she's like, this is she has a she can see this she can see a space and be like, this is what it should look like. I can't do that. So she um so it's just we have a lot of like neutral colors and grays. It's very minimalist and modern. It's very of the times now. So it's nice. It's very similar to me and my wife is I, yeah. I have no sort of spatial uh acknowledge like i it's i can't envision things i'm just like this is a utilitarian place to put something this is where i'm going to put it and you're like well no this this actually fits with this color scheme and Mm -hmm. you know this all together so same exact thing yep um rich yes your childhood room so my childhood room i shared with my brother and uh because he's older he was the one who decorated because i honestly didn't really care so he put up all kinds of video game posters he had. Um, our beds were like obviously right next to each other because the room wasn't that big. Uh, my dresser was on the opposite side of the room from my bed, and his dresser was on the, on the opposite side of the room from his bed. So it was a really weird layout. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was just like this weird, like pink peach color because uh, it was the master bedroom before we moved into the house. Uh, it was the biggest room, so they that's where they moved us in, and I never painted the color. Uh, my bedroom now, basically the same. It's my bed's in the corner. Uh, my my entertainment center's uh, uh, along the wall, and I don't really have anything hanging up because I I just I don't really have a decorative eye. Like there is a picture hanging, but it was it's one of the pictures from when my grandparents still lived here. Uh, that I just I've never taken down. And I feel like I can't it's hard for me to decorate because although I've been here for seven, eight years or something like that, I don't even remember now. It, the house still doesn't fully feel mine and it won't until I fix it up and, and redecorate the entire place. So like even putting up these uh these pictures up here, I, I it was like a hard time for me to even figure out how to do it, where to put them up, mm-hmm. making sure they're evenly spaced, and everything. So like it, it's just design isn't like I love trying to design, but 
but like right now the space I have still doesn't feel like I can fully design it myself. Mm-hmm. So what we're getting here is that four dudes don't know where to put things. <laughs> That's the thing. This that is the bit. Yes. Four dudes <laughs> don't know where to put shit in the house. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like us. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool though. It's cool. You know, a glimpse into the childhood uh childhood decorations there is cool. Mm-hmm. Um anything to add or shall we move on? Let's move on. I think we can move on. What's next, Rich? <clears throat> what is your favorite microwavable food? Filet mignon. <laughs> I also I also don't know how to cook steak. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, microwavable food. I need a lot of microwavable food nowadays. Queso. Oh, boy. That's a good pick. That is a good pick. Oh. Um, Foul. You're cheesy. <laughs> I'm sorry. You hate all things delicious that like are cheesy nap. and nom 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 nom. nom. I, don't, I don't. I don't hate all things cheesy. I don't think all things that are delicious. But queso does not ca- microwave queso. <laughs> My God, man. What do you? Um, how do you feel about unmicrowaved queso? <laughs> I mean, it's all garbage. But you're like, it's like you're 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 adding. No, it's hot garbage. Uh, for Christ's sake. All right, so. Hot queso in a microwave. Uh, for me, it's like I always loved hot pockets. Uh, hot pockets. Like so, they're, they're and I found at Aldi's they have gluten free hot pocket type things. Uh, pocket sandwiches is what they call them. Uh, so I those things are so good. I've always loved them, and I always get them whenever I see them. It has been. Almost 15 years since I've had this, but uh, banquet fried chicken in the microwave <laughs> is disgusting and delicious. It is greasy. It is foul. It's barely food, but there's bones in it, so it technically must be some kind of chicken. Uh, it's very tasty. Uh, it's very salty. Uh, it is I remember uh, that was the the dinner of choice when you would work when we'd be working uh, late shifts at Swan's Pantry, the Goodwill of Food in Exton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> uh, it was uh, snap up a, a a banquet meal uh, for dinner and uh, just zap that in the back, and then the whole back of the, the store would smell like fried chicken uh, all night. It was awesome. That was nice. it. it and a little like you know a little tub of corn on the side, the mashed potatoes because just starch, starch, and starch. Oh boy. Yeah. I'll go with that one. So there are these this is there are these vegetarian corn dogs that for some reason are so fucking good in mm. the microwave. I don't know why. They're obviously better in the oven, but in the microwave it's just they're just so bad. You know what I mean? Like it's just like it it yeah. they're they're so terrible. Like they're kind of mushy and don't taste great but like they they just turn the cor- corner from being just just not good into being so interesting <laughs> that it's, it's totally worth eating like i i don't there's something so satisfying about them i don't know what it is they're they're objectively not good but i love them interesting so, but uh, interesting is an adjective you can only get away with for <laughs> microwave food exactly if, if you were eating at like bonefish grill and they were describing their like tilapia of the day as an interesting, interesting. fish <laughs> i am not buying it nobody's buying that fish i i just i love everyone's like their favorite microwavable food something that tastes good sean 
This is weird. You gotta have it. <laughs> it's weird. It's good though. It's it's good. I don't. I can't describe why it's good, yeah. and I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. But it, it's. I love it. I do still eat like brown and serve sausage in the microwave. I'll still do that. Um, mm-hmm. If I if I pick up like a pack of sausage for a trip or just for for a weekend with you know for making breakfast for me and my wife, I'll still do the brown and serve sausage or like steamed vegetables or something. But as far as like a full on like microwave dinner, the way you you know traditionally picture it i i it's been a long long while mm-hmm. yeah i i hate the microwave uh i prefer to not use it as much as possible yeah. and i i get infuriated when i see people put pizza in the microwave <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's listen i ain't got time to preheat oven for fucking pe- one Here, slice of a- pizza okay here's what you do turn your oven on 350 put the pizza in set the timer for 12 minutes and then come back you got a perfect piece of pizza. Mm-hmm. Perfect pizza. If I'm reheating one slice of pizza, that is far too much time. I know. 12 minutes? minutes. <laughs> you, you know what? Then Dude. then just eat it cold. It's better Bullshit. cold oh, than no, it is fuck microwaved. Off. Fuck off. No, it's not. Uh, I'm going to agree with Richie on this one. <laughs> well, I'd rather eat a cold piece of pizza spent, than a floppy you've spent hot more- piece. You've spent more time talking about the nuances of the Phillips head screwdriver on this show <laughs> than it would take you to heat up a piece of pizza in the oven, Tim. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes. That's... These are clearly How about very this? different you, things. Put, put a piece of pizza in the oven, go get a microphone, and record your 12-minute soliloquy <laughs> on flatheads, and then come back and eat your pizza. Flatheads. Why bother? How the fuck do they work? <laughs> Uh, Rich, what's our next question? Uh, our, screws. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, our next question. Uh, subject. A false ruler on a throne of pies. Thanks to Charlie for submitting this question. <laughs> uh, yes, it is Charlie. Question. I've never actually gotten to read a Charlie question. I'm so happy. I don't think at least. Uh, which pie is king? Is there a queen of pies? If so, is she legitimate? <laughs> Wait, hold on. King of pies, so there must be a queen of pies? No. Which pie is king? Oh. Is there a queen? Oh. And is if there if there is a queen, is she legit? I didn't realize there is a pie monarchy. Uh yes. Yeah. And there's pie a feudalism. Pi- a under <laughs> the parliament <laughs> under them. The royal parliament. Like Yes. Uh, the only an- the only correct answer to this question is pecan pie. Yes, a hundred percent agree. I will agree. I, I, th- th- too correct. Yeah. Jordan from downtown. Bang. <laughs> pecan pie is the number, is the, is the king of pie. Yes. If you're gonna go with the queen of pie, pie, what's that? I don't care enough about pie, and I've never had pecan pie, so I can't even weigh. I in. so here's <laughs> the, the thing. A traditional Tim answer of like, ah, whatever. I. <laughs> How's your wine? It's wine. It's wine. <laughs> yada yada yada. Don't like pie. Yeah. I um, I don't like warm fruit. Something about the the texture and the taste just grosses me out. So I can't. Any fruit pie is out of the question for me. Pecan pie is so good. It's just sugar and nuts. <laughs> it's awesome. I, it's great. <laughs> I've I've never had pecan pie, but what I love is shoe fly pie. I've never had shoe fly pie. It's a Amish delicacy. Yes, it's it's from uh, Pennsylvania Dutch people, and um, it's basically uh, 
molasses and sugar with brown sugar and more sugar. Mm-hmm. It's okay. what about the sugar? I, I I think there's a little bit of sugar. Okay, that's what they like. Pecan pie is basically like thirty percent molasses. It, yeah, uh, it tastes or like, like no, dark corn syrup. Dark corn syrup. It tastes um, like uh, baklava. Mm-hmm. So if you ever have baklava, that's what pecan pie tastes like. It's just a little bit of a different consistency. All right, so Sean and I are picking pecan as our king. Uh, Rich, are you, you know going what? with shoe fly pie? You know what? The queen can be shoe fly pie. Uh, okay, all right. So, and, and who's your king? Well, no, you got the king can be pecan. Oh, queen can oh. be shoe fly. Ooh, I don't know about that. I'm going to say the queen is shepherd's pie. <laughs> that look is a really <laughs> interesting pick. Is it really pie? Well, because shepherd's pie is delicious. It's in the name. Um, unless you're going to say pizza. I guess you, then then we open the fucking floodgates and we have pizza. And then we're going to go into, like, back to the open-faced sandwich. Is shoe fly pie a sandwich? <laughs> like, like, like would, would pot pie then, like, would chicken pot pie be a pie as well? Like, I think yes. that, that meets the generally accepted definition of a pie. Uh, chicken pot pie crust. is king. That's my vote. Yeah, yeah. Chicken pot pie goes... Goes to become king mm-hmm. if, if we're including savory pies. You can well, include yeah, savory I mean, pies. I'm well, yeah, because you can include like mince meat. Like yeah. mince pie is a is an acceptable pie. If you want to do a mince meat pie, mm-hmm. I, my queen is going to be. In spite of the fact that Sean brings up a valid point about the sort of relative grossness of warm fruit, apple pie is still my my queen pie. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's 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 there when you need it. It's reliable. Um, it's the, the crust is delicious. Uh, I mean, it's pie is pie crust. It's of course it's delicious. I, I, but, I love, um, I love a good apple pie. Like you can't uh, go because. wrong. My wife makes a With damn a good, good apple pie, uh, and uh, it it is. If it weren't for my infatuation with pecan pie, apple pie would be very, very close up there. So it's it's, it's it's pure fall for me. Not not to be too controversial, but is cheesecake pie? Oh god damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm legitimately wondering because I so I made I made a cheesecake recently, and. From my perspective, it's almost the same exact procedure as a pumpkin pie. Yeah. Get the cold filling. Yeah. Like, is it a pie or a cake? I don't think it's a cake, right? Because a cake is a pastry, and I don't think... I mean, a cake is a, like a bread, basically. I, I don't think cheesecake... It's a misnomer. It's definitely I, a pie. Okay. I, if pumpkin pie is pie, then cheesecake is definitely pie. It's just a misnomer. Yeah. I wasn't... Yeah. I'm not trying to stir the pot. I'm, I'm legit, I was like, maybe... Maybe it's mm. pie. I'm on board pie. with this. Also, <laughs> pumpkin pie is my queen. That's a good pick. I, I, I can take your leaf, pumpkin pie. <laughs> uh, it's fine. It's okay. Yeah. It'll do the trick. I'm, I'm blown away by this cheesecake is pie. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with it. I'm just not sure how I feel about it. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I. I don't. I don't know about it at all. I. I can't. I don't. Know I love I cheesecake. And that 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 changes the game. Otherwise, I'm, I'm I'm sticking with a very traditional definition of pie. We can uh, uh, we yeah. can put this out to the listeners. We can is make cheesecake pie. Yeah, this is yeah. a good uh, yeah. All right, we're gonna do this as a, a scheduled thing. Is cheesecake pie? Vote, vote, I'm just vote. asking the questions. Just <laughs> <laughs> really good points made in this article. <laughs> food for thought. Um, literally, yeah, no, very pie. literally, food for thought. Uh, any other thoughts on the pie? Uh, king and queen of pie. Mm-mm. No, I, lo- I I I like pie. Pie's good. Mm-hmm. 
Now I'm getting worried because I wonder if this is I'm I'm really overthinking this because Budweiser is the king of beers. So is Charlie <laughs> looking for like a shitty pie uh, <laughs> as the answer to this question? Because um, in that case, mints. <laughs> I've never had. Well, I'm I'm not a fan of cheesecake, and I've never been a fan of a pumpkin pie. But I don't think I've ever had a bad pie. No, Oreo pie is good. Yeah, it is. Uh, Ooh, it's like peanut butter talking, pie. Mmm, so peanut good. Butter pie. Yes. My 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 dad loves like Shoprite has this chocolate pie that's so delicious. Oh boy. God. Thank God all the re- thank God thank God most restaurants are closed right now because otherwise <laughs> the door dashing right now like who's still delivering pie <laughs> and, and you you know what pie is kind of a uh, an an unsung hero of pies what key lime fucking pie I've never really gotten into key lime pie I don't have a problem it's hard with to this. find a good one yeah it's really easy to fuck up a key lime pie it's really hard to make a good key lime pie but if you can find that good key lime pie mm-hmm. it is so good. I I have to give it a bit more of a fair shake then I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Finecooking.com uh, says that cheese, uh, cheesecake is a pie. Nice. We've been because it, first. It, it is a cus- it is a custard pie in mm. a with a crumb crust. Vindication. Intriguing. <laughs> Boom. Rich, what do we got next? Next question is: What grocery store chain do you like the most? Submitted by John Tersich. He gives examples like Shoprite, Aldi, Lidl, Trader Joe's, Wegmans, or Acme. But obviously, any others. Whichever one is closest to my house. <laughs> yeah, for years the answer for me was Food Lion, uh, which I it, <laughs> it was still remarkable to me that food because the the first thing I learned about Food Lion was the fact that they were like in the nineties were were changing the expiration dates on all their meat. Uh, and got, <laughs> got like a big Dateline NBC scandal, like a big like Upton Sinclair, the jungle esque scandal about uh, like just <laughs> fucking around with the meat and being like, nah, actually, this is discount meat <laughs> expired four days ago. But then they had a food line right around the corner from my from the place I was living in Newark, Delaware, and they were pretty good, had a, a surprisingly robust organic section uh, and uh, the prices were generally right. Uh, right now it's Wegmans because uh, Wegmans is right around the corner. Wegmans has an incredible selection of uh, multicultural foods, and the prices are generally pretty good for relatively healthy stuff. Yeah, I go, I go to Wegmans myself. Like I live two blocks from Shoprite, and I'll drive all the way out towards Matt's house for Wegmans. Uh, they have better options gluten free wise, and their prices I've price checked. Their prices are better than Shoprite's. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, the reason there Wegmans is partly the reason why I gave up uh, my BJ's membership mm-hmm. uh, because it's like the, the the difference between uh, their their value size products and like going to like a you know a big box place like that is is marginal. So mm-hmm. yeah, Wegmans, man, Wegmans, baby. There's a there's a reason if you you talk to the only place that has more like reverence in the the tri state area than Wawa is Wegmans. Like it, it is. A godsend. We have a friend of uh, of the show, a friend of the show, Mar- Mar- uh, my buddy Mark, um, was stoked. He he owns a home in Wilmington. He and his wife, and he was stoked because he thought the property value was going to soar because there's a Wegman's being built around the corner from his house. Like it is, <laughs> it is influencing people's like valuation of their own real estate. <laughs> Hell yeah! That's how much people fucking love Wegman's. If, you, if you're for whatever reason, if you we have people who are listening who are not from the area, people fucking love Wegman's. Mm-hmm. 
Dude, I get so excited when I'm watching, like, The Office or uh, Binging with Babish, and they have Wegmans Cups or Wegmans brand sodas and stuff like that. I'm like, oh my god, it's Wegmans! I love it! Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Timmy, it's pretty much anything anywhere that's close for you? Uh, yeah, that's... Because, that, honestly, if it's not close enough... <laughs> for most of them in my area are relatively similarly priced so at that point it's like is it worth the gas for me to go over there for whatever this additional dollar off of meat is but or or something like that so we usually start at aldi uh because it's pretty much the closest and then we'll hop over to wegman's for most other things but if we're like we're getting a bunch of meat and that's the primary goal of that shopping trip we'll drive to acme because acme always has like amazing specials on whatever meat it is it's like all right uh the steaks are buy two buy one get one free and it's like okay so that's i'll spend ten dollars on these two steaks or twelve dollars on these two steaks and then get another two steaks for free whereas if i went to wegman's are the is it higher quality meat yeah but it's also more meat and honestly we shouldn't be eating that much anyway so helps with portion control a little bit too It's interesting because in, in Newark, they had a there is also a path mark around the corner from our house because I guess Newark was just like s- still in 1964 Why? or something like that. It's like a food line and a path mark with the two closest uh, grocery stores. Um, but a couple of years ago, they the path mark became an Acme. And in at least in the store in Newark, Delaware, uh, the Acme was substantially worse than the Pathmark, uh, and the Pathmark was a Pathmark. So, uh, <laughs> so it, it, the the quality uh, decline was substantial. But again, that's just in in Newark. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean, did you did you give an answer? Uh, no, but I agree. It's Wegmans. Uh, they just have the best. They have the best selection for the most comparable price. Like, I guess. Um, Whole Foods probably has the best product, but they are also significantly more expensive than anything else. So it's not really worth it. Yeah. I'm constantly surprised about the stuff that they've got there. Like you type in like a a super obscure ingredient for a recipe and it's like, oh my God, they have like four different kinds of it here. Like (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's mind blowing, especially like they're, they're again, my wife and I make a ton of like Chinese food and Japanese food. And uh, their 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 Asian cuisine selection is out of this world. The, the thing that blows my mind about uh, Whole Foods is Amazon already dropped their prices forty percent, and it's still higher than a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Like that's nuts. Mm-hmm. That's wild. It, big big money, but you pay for that that awesome guacamole and those awesome tortilla chips. That's true. That's Whole Foods. Yep, definitely, baby. we'll make that trip. <laughs> <laughs> what is our next question, Rich? Our penultimate question. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, what's the longest you've ever waited in line for something, and what was it? I feel like we had a similar question to this as well. What's the longest we've waited in line for something? probably a Six Flags ride. Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking like amusement park like rides. 45 something minutes. At, something at Dorney Park in like an hour or so. I think we waited almost two hours in line for a roller coaster at Hershey Park, and it actually made my brother insane. <laughs> like 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 a genuine like like it was challenging us on like the sunk cost fallacy of of us having been in line for that long. <laughs> Your brother in that line like Alex. 
is the funniest thing. I know, it's amazing. hates lines so much. It's, Why wait for shit when you could not wait for shit? I know, it's so funny how mad he gets. Like, it's so out of character, because your brother, in my experience, is one of the most even-keeled person people I've ever met. And mm-hmm. just whenever you put him in a line, it just immediately goes out the window. He just gets so mad. It's Game over. Turn on, he was the ROI freaking. on this line wait is bullshit. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was like, I was saying, like, well, we've already waited in line for, like, an hour and a half. We can hold on other theory and say, we don't have to. No, we don't. Like, he's losing his mind over waiting in line Some for fucking, like. you just like, have to cut your losses. We just leave now. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I think it was waiting in line for Fahrenheit that one time. Uh, I think I, we have to have been in line. It was, like, me, him, and a couple of friends. We had to have been in line for, like, two hours for that fucking Jeez. roller coaster. It was mm-hmm. it was brutal. But it, but it was, like, the last, it was, like, we're doing, this, this is the last ride we're doing before we go home. We weren't going to, you know, we weren't, weren't going to phone it in, so. Yep. I think that's the longest I've ever waited in line for anything, I think. Yeah. We're lucky because it's not as much a thing anymore. Like, it used to be, I think, you'd have to wait in line for, like, movies or books. But for the most part, those things now you can just pre-order online and they just get it, get to your house. You don't have to wait in line anymore. Mm-hmm. And so... I don't know. I haven't. I think it's probably a, an amusement park ride that I've waited like an hour or two for. I for that thirty seconds. I've waited, or I've been in line for probably upwards of three to four hours, tr- just going to get my badge that I had already registered for online for Otakon. Mm. That that line would tend to wrap around the Baltimore Convention Center and then in and then zigzag within as well. Yeah, it's pretty accurate. I only went to Otakon once and uh, that's what I was expecting. But we got through in like under 45 minutes. I was like, all right, that wasn't that bad. And then I look out the window and see how far the line has gotten. I was like, well, yeah. sucks to be those it, guys. It depends on when you like go to get your badge. Uh, and like we were dumb young teen late teens early 20s where like we didn't care so we just went and waited in line because we had nothing else to do but as we got older and realized you know this line is only long because this is when everyone's arriving if we wait until 4 30 there's no line and we could just go and get our badge and leave um mm-hmm. but after that i think i waited three hours at Otakon inside to get a seat to see the Trigun movie because Johnny Young Bosch, who's Adam and also voices Vasha Stampede from Trigun, was there to do a Q&A before the movie. Hmm. That's cool. You know, it just occurred to me is like we were mentioning this as far as like queuing up in line by foot. Uh, waiting in line by car might also be interminable because you just stop, start, wow. stop, start. I, I'm recalling the first year that, uh, that we went to Firefly. Uh, this is before, I think this is the, even the year before that, that you came with us, Tim. Uh, yeah, Rich. that was your first year, that wasn't me. Yeah, the fir- the very first year when we went down, we were driving to and from, from, from my place in Newark. And this was the, before they had really figured things out, because for those who don't know, the Firefly Music Festival was in Dover, Delaware, uh, which is in the middle of what they call the slower lower in, uh, in Delaware, uh, <laughs> is a very, very back roads, very narrow, a lot of, like the highways there are not very well traveled um and this one year they were not expecting the influx of of attendees that they did that they got to this really tiny town uh, overall and it was like a four-hour drive for 
like it was like a 40, I think it's like 40 ish miles uh, between Newark and Dover. I might be my short changing it a little bit, but it was, it was about a four hour drive and most of it was in line on like route one going South. And I consider that a line because it was all people going to Firefly, all getting off of the same exit at the Dover speedway. Um, but they just had not figured out the capacity thing yet. And so we were just junk, junk, junk. And if there's one thing that's worse than standing in line, it doesn't matter that you've got like the radio or your friends or the air conditioner or what have you. Stop and start traffic. Being in that little box of a car for for however many hours is torture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's it's the worst. Yeah. That um, when I was in high school, it's not it wasn't a line because it was we weren't all going to the same place. But there was I was driving home on Route One, and there was an accident. Um, like there was an accident, like an exit away from my house, and I was about eight miles down the road. And it took me, I think, three full hours to get home or something. And it was the middle of the night and I was a child. So I kept falling asleep because it was so stop and start. Like I'd put my foot on the brake and then fall asleep and then wake up. And the car would be like the the car in front of me would be like, you know, a a car length ahead. But they had moved and I had not noticed. So that was very dangerous. (laughs) But it's but it is it's but it's brutal. Like, what do you, you there's nowhere to go. At least if you're in a, I don't, for some reason, standing in a line seems so much more, I don't know, you're just into it a little bit more. Like you can right. just kind of move around and you can talk to people. So like what you're supposed to be doing, like you're standing in a line. When you're in a car, you're supposed to be moving because you're in a fucking car. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I could do this. I could walk home. Yeah. Yeah. I could just leave like right now. <laughs> Rich, what is our last question? Our final question. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. could have anything named after you, what would it be? Creed. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, with Kaz, what? Oh, wait. Never mind. Be <laughs> real political here and go with Fort Bragg, South Carolina. <laughs> wow. Forget Al Sharpton, President Trump. Name it after me, Matt Kaznell, <laughs> war Kaznell. hero. Uh, so what would you have named after you if you could have anything named after you? One screwdriver to rule them all. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> the, the Hanson driver. The Hanson head. The Hanson head. The Hanson head screwdriver. <laughs> it's perfect. Um, oh, boy. I can see Billy Mays advertising it, too. It's country strong, as he's holding like a Hackinger's, like, screwdriver. <laughs> It can withstand storm force winds. Did you just say Heckinger's? <laughs> yeah, it's a strong Heckinger's reference in a big spot. <laughs> wow. And <laughs> 12 midnight. Finally, we have our first Heckinger's <laughs> reference. We've only been out of business for like two decades. <laughs> well, not not until they get the hand. They, they'll, they'll, they'll revive the business model once they get the Hanson head screwdriver back in there. <laughs> Who knew it's all we needed? Yeah. Save, save the industry. Uh, so Tim would have a screwdriver. Um <laughs> What would you guys? Uh, I'd like an island named after me. I think I was I was gonna say a plot of land. Like I want a manor, like a like a like an estate. Ooh. Name a, an estate after me. Hmm. Would it be the uh, Sab Estate? Mm-hmm. Nice. Sab Estates. I kind of want to have a golf course named after me, only because I can't. I'm not good at golf, but I think like like. The thing is, to have a golf course named after you, A, you have to have a lot of money. 
but B, you either have to be good at golf or golf all the time. And I am neither of those. So I think it would be hilarious to have like the Casnell golf course be like, oh, is this guy like the course champ? It's like, no, this guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> He's I've like, never seen him. The world's worst slice. He just <laughs> all of his <laughs> balls are in the woods. Um, <laughs> so I think that would be funny. A genuine answer would be I would. Here's what I would do. All right. Dig. Take the sports complex in Philly. Knock every fucking stadium and arena down. If you can save the money for it. Uh, the, the only problem is that you have to build something new. But have one thing, one building that does all four sports. You can absolutely, at this point in the year of our Lord 2020, create a single building uh, that has uh, that can do baseball and football, uh, that can do basketball and hockey. Have it all under one roof. One roof, because I'm the mid Midwesterner now. One roof, yeah, uh, one roof, and then you have one guy on the roof, the roof to keep with a shotgun to keep out the raccoons. Um, <laughs> but uh, as, as I'm thinking about it, it's probably not plausible. Um, I mean, it's not plausible for a variety of reasons because Comcast would be like, "Please don't knock down all of our stadiums." But um, <laughs> but uh, you know, for safety reasons, it's probably not great to have a football team share a field with a football, the baseball team, and so on and so forth. But I also think it would be cool to just have like one building that has all four sports in it, and then it's named after me because. You know what? Whatever. What are you going to do? Casnell Arena. What? The, the, the Casnell Municipal Sports Complex. Yeah. Boom. Oh, it's just municipal. It's not like uh, 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 professional. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> that's, that's an old school thing. Like, I, I think this used to be back in the day. I think like the Oakland Coliseum, I think, used to. I, I want to say that the Oakland Coliseum used to be like the Oakland Municipal something or other. Um, and it was, it was like a very like old timey, like community based name when everything else is called like Invesco field or something along <laughs> those lines. Like, I kind of like the idea that it's like a community structure, even though it's, you know, it's a multi-billion dollar sports complex with a bunch of sponsors. I sort of like having that, that element to it. So yes, municipal. Nice. Nice. Word. Uh, everybody named everything? Everybody got a building or a yes. golf course or a plot of land or a screwdriver named after them. <laughs> <laughs> like I, Tim, Tim with the most realistic goal. Everybody else has like a building or like, you know, big swath of like a couple acres. And Tim's just like, yeah, I want a tool. <laughs> uh, takes. I think Sean said he had a take. So I have a take, but it's so specific to me. <laughs> it's not going to be interesting to anyone else. It's okay. Okay, here's some backstory. So we talked about it last episode. <sighs> Sorry, what? <laughs> we talked about it last episode. The Tiger Woods of Frisbees, yes. Paul Macbeth. He plays for, uh, whatever. He plays for a brand. Do you remember Brody Smith when we were in college? He did a lot of Brody Frisbee Smith. trick shot videos. Okay. He came up around the same time as Dude Perfect, basically. And so he recently has also gotten into Frisbee golf. And he plays for the same. Uh, there, he plays for the same team that Paul Macbeth does. Like he, the, he's sponsored by the same company. Um, they both recently have gone into business, starting their own distribution company. So they have like their own merch and stuff like that. They recently did a video on YouTube where they got a bunch of just regular people, and it's like this is just, this is a common thing where you'll get like a couple pros who will play doubles against 
like a bunch of ra- random regular people. So like it'll just be like, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it would be like, you know, like Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson play there and like, you know, a hundred or so random golfers come and then you pick lots and then like four of them will play a hole against the two of the two pros. And then, so it's just the pros against regular people. Yeah. They just, in like regular golf. They, they have like, it's usually like a famous amateur, like Tony Romo or something. Exactly. And so they did this thing and it was like, it was like a, it was like a month ago. So they had like 75 to a hundred people all right together none of whom were wearing masks. Oh. And I was just, I watched this video and I, I didn't watch the whole thing because I was just so frustrated because it's like, guys, like these are the two, like Brody Smith has like a million something subscribers on YouTube. He's like a fairly well-known person. And the other guy is the objectively the best Frisbee person in the world. And so it's like, you guys need to, it was just so frustrating to see these two people in the in service of growing their brand in quotes just completely flouting any kind of guidance mm-hmm. and just being like like it's such a bad look and i think it's just this is just endemic of it's 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 bad for small smaller sports especially that are trying to grow because like this kind of thing is a good way to grow but it makes you look so stupid and bad to be like we're just going to completely ignore the cdc guidelines for like even though they're outside which is like you know you're mitigating some risk but these people are on top of each other you know what i mean like they're not like there is space for all of them to be six to ten feet apart but they're all right on top of each other like you just the the way the courses are set up necessitates you being close at some point just fucking wear a mask it's not that hard Mm -hmm. i don't you guys obviously are you don't have the money to fucking be in a bubble because you're playing frisbee golf like you're not making like those two are the only people making any kind of livable wage everyone else is just skating by throwing frisbees like <laughs> what do you got yeah. like, it's just but i think it's just it just speaks to a bigger problem where you have a lot of people especially in sports not taking it serious not taking the the guidance into account or using the excuse that you know in our area the you know the local government isn't mandating mask it's like okay well that fucking doesn't matter guys like just what are you doing you know what i mean it doesn't matter that right now it's not getting bad you are the problem mm-hmm. so I, I think so it's this is a very specific problem for me that kind of speaks to a broader problem where it's just like, guys, just fucking wear a mask. You know what I mean? Like, just take the bare minimum. It's not hard. Mm-hmm. Like, it's this, this, this kind of, this kind of behavior is exactly what's wrong with America as a whole right now, but like specifically in a very niche sector where you have a bunch of, like honestly a bunch of kids who are looking up to these people to be the you know the, the these guys are supposed to be the example to follow like of what it means to be a good frisbee golfer you have a bunch of kids looking up to them and they're just setting such a bad example and it's so frustrating to me it's like guys you have to it's it's the same with YouTubers in general you have to acknowledge the fact that you have a responsibility now like if you have any kind of following you need to you need to project, 
even if you aren't sure and are kind of up in the air, you have to project like you are following the rules to the to the letter. You know what I mean? Like by, even by if you're not sure, your fa- by virtue of your fame, yeah, uh, uh, or, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever fame that may is, be, you you have a responsibility because you are you are a symbol at that point. Exactly, um, you need to show. The, even if you're like, okay, we're outside. So, you know, we're not going to, it's not going to be a super spreading event or whatever, but like, so what? Like you just normalize wearing the fucking mask. It's not going to impede you in any, in any meaningful way in this. Like I can understand like when they're playing, when the, ba- when people are playing baseball, there is, I, I can understand there being a, a like a, a safety concern if your mask goes up too high and kind of cuts off a little bit of your vision, like having your depth perception when a ball is getting winged at you at 98 miles an hour, like that's a real serious concern. I get it. You know, I don't, I might not agree with it, but like I understand, but you're fucking throwing Frisbees guys. Like, <laughs> like get real. Like I, it's just so But what if they have to like run after the Frisbee? And yeah. Like it's impeding their oxygen. Intake? They're not, they're not, they're not going, Frisbee. they're not going for MTA records here. That's <laughs> some deep <laughs> Frisbee cuts. <laughs> Wow, that's that's a maximum time aloft in which you throw the frisbee up in the air and then have to catch it. Um, Esoteric uh, (laughs) frisbee golf jargon here. Yeah, (laughs) but it's just it's it's just very frustrating to me because it's it's this is a very specific thing that I obviously care about, but it's just like I see this everywhere, and it's so frustrating to me. Like it's the same with fucking schools. You know what I mean? Like the the superintendent of Georgia school saying wearing a mask is a choice. Like what the fuck are you talking about, guy? And 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 I've shared like this meme about the the Georgia school. Where, like we can't we can't police wearing a mask, but you can police uh how short somebody's uh shorts are or straps. or their spaghetti straps. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you're just you're you're picking and choosing, and you're picking the wrong side. And and it's yeah. it, it like on on your note of these influencers. Not wearing their mask. It, you you already said it. This is something we see with YouTubers and TikTokers. The 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 douchebag Jake Paul had a fucking house party, and you had uh, James Charles, the D'Amelio sisters, and and a whole bunch of other known influencers and YouTubers and TikTokers at this fucking party, not wearing masks. And it's yeah. like you you have these impressionable kids following you. You got to do the right thing. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not saying that. Like there is an argument to be made about these people who have influence when like you have, I don't know, like a Joe Rogan will call somebody out and then a bunch of people who like Joe Rogan will go fucking go like just absolutely annihilate the person that he called out that he disagrees with. But like, like it's the argument about, is it his responsibility to not let that happen? That's a whole nother thing, but just being a good example of like, just just fucking wearing masks when it's when it's reasonable i don't i don't know it's 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 so frustrating to me i just it's it's frustrating to me specifically because at this point i so alice is fucking growing up and hasn't really seen her grandparents much in the past six months because people can't just for a month and a half for like six straight weeks chill the fuck out and so it's just so goddamn frustrating. You know what I mean? Like, I I know that you guys are all feeling this as well. 
And I know that this isn't really a hot take. It's just me venting about something that's very frustrating to me. But like, what the fuck, guys? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it totally it's, it's no, no counter arguments here. I mean, <laughs> until we've got testing for everybody, until we've got rel- relatively reliable and available testing for everybody slash a vaccine, there's going to be a scaling back of everybody's there there has to be a scaling back of of what everybody is able to do and what everybody is free to do or, or things aren't going to work you know it's it's a community this is one of those the rare instances where we have to act on this as a community or otherwise it does not work um and you know it flies in the face of you know a lot of the times you see like Sean was saying like these these frisbee golfers or other athletes who don't want to do it. And my guess is that a big part of it is like, well, I'm not going to get sick from it. I'm young, I'm healthy and everything like that, Mm -hmm. which is again, ignoring the central tenet of the the reason why this is a pandemic in the first place is because you can be an asymptomatic carrier. You can pass it on to other people who are at risk and it is not a personal weakness thing. It is a, this is the way society operates kind of thing. Yeah. Um, So the, the sooner we come to grips with that, the sooner we're not going to be the, the, the the laughing stock of the world essentially like we're the only country that's had four months of sustained crippling losses of life and and GDP uh, as a result of our inability to to wrangle this thing. Yeah. So yeah. my my two major takeaways, uh, Sean, I 100% agree. For someone of their position and their fame and coordination of something like this, just do better, be better. Uh, mm-hmm. And then my second takeaway is uh, he has adorable corgis. <laughs> nice. Does he have adorable They're corgis? So cute! Yeah, nice. He uh, I don't know if it's a wedding picture or something from December, but uh, the corgis are in it with him <laughs> and yeah. his wife, and they're just so fucking cute. Your choice to wear ma- not wear a mask is bad, but your boys are very good. Who's a good boy? <laughs> Such a good boy. Good boy. Your boys yes, are good, what? but wear a fucking mask. Wear a goddamn your shit mask. together. Done. Yep. So like Charles Barkley once said, uh, "Don't call me a role model." And it's like, well, if you you want to be famous, you get to be a role model. Sorry, this is part of the job description now. Yeah, nope. I I think what's it, it, it's 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 doubly upsetting because this episode is going to come out in three weeks. In three weeks, I guess. Yep. And uh, I'm I'm willing to bet, and good money is on the fact that it is going to be just as apt as it is right now on August the eighth. We have fourteen hundred you know deaths a day earlier this week. It is four months in, five months so into this. So fucking many, so many people are dying, and we've we as a country are just so inured to it. Like we, it's just it's just a thing that's happening. We're okay with a thousand people dying a day of something that's rel- that's relatively preventable. There is there are an It amount, is what it is, Sean. It is what it is. There are an amount of deaths that are unavoidable and that that is what it is. You know, like those amount of people, but the fact that we're not fucking doing anything. Yeah. The fact that my family is having a goddamn baby shower in a couple or bridal shower in a couple days like what are you doing just don't i'm sorry i truly am sorry to all the people who are going to miss out like all the the seniors who didn't get to to have like a full graduation or have like senior prom like i am truly sorry and that really does suck and i know coming from me that doesn't mean that much because i got to have a wedding i got to have my you know my prom i got to have my it's not graduation. fair. Yeah, it isn't fair. And that really, really, truly sucks. But like, I'm sorry. Like, that's, 
your happiness in this one specific moment is trumped by the amount of people who are dying because you refuse to just think about them. It, mm-hmm. It's so, and I know it's it's hard to, as especially for children, but like just fucking, I don't know. I'm, it is, it has, I've been so frustrated for so long because it's just like, just fucking chill for a minute, guys. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you know, I, <laughs> Is is very little to say to say that hasn't been said, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a million times much more eloquently than 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 what I could put it. But uh, exactly, yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, it's, it's rough. But yeah, look, you you do what you can. You control what you can control. You try to, you know, if if a family member is is, you know, declining to wear a mask or declining to to practice appropriate practices you sort of steer them as much as you can and then in the interim for the sake of your sanity yeah we, we've talked about it a couple of times in this section you you, you take the small victories you, you take mm-hmm. the small the small blessings you, you you still enjoy those and cherish those as best you can uh because otherwise you'll go fucking insane <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah yeah so yep anyway so i have to say about that good take sean good take solid Ugh. Yes, absolutely great take. I'm so boys, tired. <laughs> people want to see more of your froth takes, boys. That that could be a comment on the fact that it's 12:20 a.m. or just it is, you know it is uh, yeah it's everything an ex- it's, an it's existential. late and also I'm it's it's whatever eight six five months into quarantine and nothing has changed. It's I'm tired. <laughs> People want to see more of your froth takes on Twitter. Where can they find? Oh you, my Sean? god, you're gonna see so fucking man. I'm just gonna post picture after picture of a fucking frisbee uh, on <laughs> at Hey It's Sob. Uh, how about you, Tim? At Tim R Hansen. And how about you, Rich? At B underscore Walnuts. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at mkaznel. That's M K A S Z N E L. The podcast is, of course, available at Brose underscore podcast on Twitter or on Facebook at Brose Podcast. You can subscribe to and listen to Brose anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. And if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Huge thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions, to Shannon Vogel for designing our world-famous logo. Uh, You can find her work at Shannon Vogel Photography on Facebook or on Etsy.com. And our theme music is when by Stephen Siebert and his work is available at the free music archive. Uh, Rich, what's going on with your other podcast these days? Uh, check out podcast on Nerdy Roundtable where we talk about that week's news and uh, just what we did this this past week. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to go out on a limb and make a random prediction because I don't know what we're going to talk about. Let's, you know what? PS5 uh, prices are out, so maybe we'll talk about that. Probably not, but who knows? Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh boy, I can't wait to find out how much those are so I cannot buy one for years. Um, <laughs> I co-host the Keystone Coast to Coast Sports Podcast with my buddy Eddie Providence, a periodic sports show focused on Pennsylvania sports, Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. Uh, this episode is going to come out. Uh, so this one they're recording now is at the 9, 10, 11, 12. So this is going to come out on like the 19th. 26th ish, something like that. Uh, 24th, yeah. 24th, okay. Or no, uh, 25th. Okay, so the 25th. So if it comes out on the 25th, uh, we're gonna, <laughs> theoretically, we're like a week and a half away from football season. Uh, so my my early, early, early stupid prediction, uh, Jalen Rieger leads the, t- the Eagles in targets this year. There. 
It's it's absolutely baseless speculation because there's been no training camps. There's been no nothing. Um, and uh, I also do uh, voiceover work for the Insanity Project. It's a spooky story channel that you can find on YouTube at the Insanity Collection. Uh, say goodbye to the listeners, everyone. We did it. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien and the entire Action Moves team. My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you to wear a goddamn mask and to be smart about being stupid. You fucking ingrates. You fucking ingrates. Fucking ingrates. Sean, play your Madden game. (laughs) I haven't. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're fucking up. Come on, man. I know. I'm dropping um, the ball. uh, Jameson. Jameson.